Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Royal Monticello. This is Sunday, April the 30th, 2023, fourth Sunday of Easter. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Liz Reddy. Thank you to Ron and Barb Andreessen for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of our confirmands and all our Wayne Zion youth. Thank you for joining us today. Have you ever thought that the world has kind of lost its way? Mm-hmm. Crazy as it seems, yeah, I know it's going to be okay. Okay. It doesn't scare me. It's temporary. There's something better we got forever. And it won't be long because we know our help is on the way. The way. So keep your head up. coming back. No, don't you give up. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. And when the world gets complicated, we're going to keep on celebrating because we know Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. We got to stay awake because nobody knows the day or time. No, the trumpet's going to blow and the skies are going to open wide. Coming for us, just like he told us. It's been a long wait, but there's a new day, and we're gonna sing hallelujah when the king arrives. Oh, you know, you gotta keep your head up. Jesus is coming back, Jesus is coming back. No, don't you give up, cause Jesus is coming back, Jesus is coming back. And when the world gets complicated, we're gonna keep on celebrating. Cause we know Jesus is coming back, Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? People get ready, people get ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? People get ready, people get ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? People get ready, people get ready. So keep your head up. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. No, don't you give up. Because Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. And when the world gets complicated, we're going to keep on celebrating. Because we know Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Yeah, we know. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Amen. Welcome to this Rite of Confirmation Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Easter. If you want to join with me, turn your hymnals to page 70 and just pause there for a moment as we begin. Alleluia, Christ is risen. On page 70 in the front of your hymnal, you'll find the thanksgiving at the font. I invite Riker to go ahead and to pour into the font. Blessed are you, O God, maker and ruler of all things. Your voice thundered over the waters at creation. Your water, you watered the mountains and sent springs into the valleys to refresh and satisfy living things. Through the waters of the flood, you carried those in the ark to safety. Through the sea, you led your people Israel from slavery to freedom, and in the wilderness, you nourished them with water from a rock. You brought them across the river Jordan to the promised land, and by the baptism of his death and resurrection, your son has carried us to safety and freedom. The flood shall not overwhelm us, and the deep shall not swallow us up, for Christ has brought us over to the land of promise, and he sends us to make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit, wash away sin in this cleansing water, clothe the baptized with Christ, and claim your daughters and sons, no longer slaves and free, but no longer male and female, but one with all baptized in Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 
Thank you. Let us sing our gathering song, Baptized and Set Free, 453. of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. Join with me in your celebrate insert and let us pray the prayer of the day. O God, our shepherd, you know your sheep by name and lead us to safety through the valleys of death. 
Guide us by your voice that we may walk in certainty and security to the joyous feast prepared in your house. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from the second chapter of Acts, beginning with verse 42, with the following preface. Today's reading is a description of life in the community following Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit was poured out on God's people. The new community is sustained in worship and fellowship, shares what they have, and ensures that everyone has enough. The reading. The baptized devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. <clears throat> all who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today we will use Psalm 23, and uh, for our visitors here today, uh, just we uh, or I will be singing the light face type, and everybody will be singing the bold face type on the psalm. So here's the refrain. I'll sing it once, and we can all sing it together, and then we go. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not be in want. The Lord is my shepherd. Shall not be in want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. You restore my soul, O Lord. Guide me along right pathways for your name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup is running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The second reading is from 1 Peter, the second chapter, beginning with verse 19, with the following preface. Doing the right things does not guarantee that one will not experience difficulties, hardships, rejection, or even suffering. Here Christ is presented as the model for our path of endurance and loyalty to God, particularly amid adversity. The reading. It is a credit to you if, being aware of God, you endure pain while suffering unjustly. If you endure when you are beaten for doing wrong, what credit is that? But if you endure when you do right and suffer for it, you have God's approval. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that free from sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. The word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Our service continues on page 151 in the front of your hymnal with the gospel acclamation. I invite the congregation to please rise. The Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, the gate that he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we follow this story in the book of Acts, this being the fourth Sunday of Easter, you remember Peter, after being filled with the Holy Spirit and going out and was teaching and was sharing Joel's prophecy with the people and sharing with them that it was the religious leaders and it was also you who handed Jesus over to be crucified. And he said, what is it that we should do? And Peter said, Repent and to be baptized, all of you. To repent and be baptized, all of you. And so we have now followed this journey, all these who had been baptized, and if you remember, we're talking about 3,000 that day. And so they are devoted now to the teachings of the apostles. They are gathering together as a family of God. And they are participating in the breaking of the bread and prayers and fellowship and being together. This past week I had the opportunity to be with Joyce Osterkamp and the previous week I had the, pro the opportunity to be with Dean Rickless. Two people who shared with me how important church is to them. Oh, Joyce would want to be here with us now. I look out and I miss the spot where she sits there in front of the sound booth. She's under hospice care. And her faith is stronger than ever. And each time that we gather, we gather in breaking bread. And we talk about the gift of eternal life what that looks like now and what that will look like when we come into the glory of God. When we are given new bodies, bodies that are full of life and love and are recognizable, that we see the saints who have gone on before us. I think of Dean Rickless. We were going to meet in his home and he had a bout in which he needed to go into the hospital to receive treatment. And you need to know, Dean is doing fairly well. But he sends his greeting to all of you. How many remember Dean Rickliffe from this group? I just, it's just curious, yeah. 
Dean was a young man, maybe 28, 29 years old, when Pastor Gilbertson said, Dean, I want you to lead the 100th anniversary of Wayne Zion. Cententry. The century. Anniversary. You know, I learned since sesquicentennial, and now I've got to break it down. And Dean said, Pastor Gilbertson, how in the world can I do that? I'm a 28-year-old man. I'm the, I, I tell you what, I'll do it if I can gather those who are faithful. And so he called upon those who were 30, 40 years older than he was. And how important that was to him. The story with Dean is that his wife Bonnie died uh, young. And Dean uh, relocated to Marion, is remarried to LaDonna, a beautiful woman. And he reminded me that Bonnie's name is on the nameplate on the marquee when you drive up to Wayne Zion and knowing what church this is. But we know who we are out in the middle of this cornfield. Faith is important. Faith is important. I had the opportunity maybe now three weeks ago to sit with Helen Harms in her home in Lee Summit. And I think I shared this a number of uh, weeks back. She goes, I just, I was this, I was the treasurer here at Wayne Zion when we, when we acquired the windows. If, if you remember, those who have been with us, we had paint, painted colored windows, but we didn't have stained glass at that time. We have these beautiful stained glass windows. They are gorgeous. And I wish you could see them. If I could just rotate this building around with your pews staying in this spot. You see the story of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem and then being baptized in the River Jordan. I think the artist had it off a little bit. I've been there. It's, the Jordan is not clear. It's, it's a muddy river. But here's the thing, as I was praying with my prayer partner this Wednesday, we read something about Luther talking about how important art is in the worship service. And do you know that Luther wrote some hymns from bar tunes for the church that were familiar? And uh, he says, by all means, you know, you, you look at this, you look at these pyramids, and if you look really closely, you'll see vines, and you'll see the sheep without a blemish. You'll see uh, the script, Jesus the King. You'll see, uh, Alleluia. You'll see the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Christ candle, bringing the light in. You see these wonderful stained glass windows, and I, I kind of got diverted, but I want you to look at the stained glass, if you can see it, with the donkey coming into Jerusalem carrying the Messiah. And uh, there's a tear running down the donkey's face that all of creation is crying out and seems to know who Christ is. But the people haven't a clue. And when Peter reminds them, they say, what should we do? Repent and be baptized. I meet with our confirmation students, and we talk about this particular day, the affirmation of our baptism, and what it means. Now, I, I know that all three of my confirmation students don't remember their baptism. They had absolutely no say in it, right? Mom and dad brought them up to the font along with sponsors and they were baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They had no choice. Elsie was baptized here yesterday. Elsie Joyce Behrens, the daughter of Dr. Quinn and Margaret Behrens. She celebrated her birthday and then the day after that, her baptismal date. Do you think Elsie at one year and one day enjoyed being baptized? Can you imagine? I know better. Now with Rexton I could get away with it. Remember when we baptized Rexton, Matthew, Raker? 
And I was able to hold him. I was even able to take him, you remember that? Down into the pews. No way with Elsie. <laughs> Who is that guy wearing a bed sheet? <laughs> they go from there. And you walk into the social hall and you see all this artwork. And much credit to our Sunday school teachers who are moms and dads and, and others and some grandmas and grandpas who helped teach. You see the disciples, the 12 disciples over here. You see a fishing net. We're fishing for people. We see our students standing by the baptismal font that they have, a, they have been, their name was spoken by God, that they are a child of God, and they do some artwork in understanding God's love for them and who loves them. And it's easy. Mom and Dad love us, and Grandma and Grandpa love us. And aunts and uncles love us and brothers and sisters, but you take all that together, it doesn't even come up to measure the love that God has for us. And so I invite my confirmation students to come into the sanctuary. And I say, I want you to look at these stained glass windows. And the one that was added last was the ascension of our Lord. Which, if you were here on Easter morning, the light shined just right. I don't know who designed this church, but you knew what you were doing. And red is all over that silk cloth on the cross. And it's just gorgeous. Whoever follows me, I'm going to leave a little note. Whoever's the pastor following Pastor Wade, be sure to buy yourself some sunglasses for Easter, because when you get behind the altar, you ain't going to see anything. <laughs> And so the kids come in here, and I say, okay, I want you to take a look at a stained glass window. What touches you? What touches you about God's love? And you'll notice that all of these are from the New Testament. But our confirmants don't always choose New Testament. They can choose Old Testament because Christ is there. As Luther said, if you take your Bible and you cut it in half, you'll come up to Psalms, cut it in half again, you'll come up to the to the Gospels and stick a pearl there for the Gospel message is the pearl for the entire Bible, which teaches us that God is love from beginning to end. And so our students go and they choose. And then from there I invite them to look at a scripture. So they choose a window and pastor might give them some ideas, but they don't have to choose those. And they come up with a scripture writing. I want to share with you, and I did get permission ahead of time. We started this service at the baptismal font. And one of our confirmation students shared this. And looking at Jesus being baptized by John at the River Jordan, and I'm not going to give it all away, Aubrey, but I just want to throw a couple things out here. Aubrey writes, we have this great gift from God. You see, Jesus didn't need to be baptized. He was without sin. He had come from the Father. But he showed us the way. He showed us the way. The gate in which we're trying to unfold here with today's gospel. I'll get back to that. We have this great gift from God. Do you know that we have an inheritance kept for us in heaven? One thing I've always been told is that God loves me and God forgives me even when I sin. God still loves me. I wouldn't have learned this had, my, had not my parents had the audacity to bring me to this font to wet my head and that something changed that day. That the seed of faith was planted in me, sealed and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And when I was baptized, my, my parents made some promises to bring me to church. Parents, I'm so proud of you. It hasn't been easy, has it? But you have stuck together as a family and this young lady wrote this beautiful faith statement and you've given her a gift.
that no one can take away. And that shall have life and have it in abundance in eternity. I have learned so much about God through Sunday school and through First Communion and through this confirmation class. I give thanks to Wayne Zion and my parents. The others have written beautiful faith statements too. Katie, you'll hear about her heart being open. And she taught this pastor something that I didn't even know. She said her heart was open so that it was ready to receive God's word, God's love for her. She looked at this stained glass window, and, and Roland Banderob was here the day we introduced the kids to this. And you notice in this stained glass, there's one thing missing that all the other ones have around the head of Jesus, the crown of glory. Katie says... I love that my Jesus looks just like us. That was so profound. Pastor's like, no, that's just someone sowing seed. Wrong, pastor. Christ lives in each and every one of us. Katie, thank you for giving me that gift. And her hope, as you will hear her, her faith statement, is to plant seeds for others. She may not see it sprout, but it sprouted in her. Riker was so moved by the Lord's Supper. We heard the church gathers. The early church gathers and breaking the bread and prayers. And what happened around that table? But the breaking of the bread. And Riker saw that. And he said, what kind of God is this that God comes in the flesh and gives of himself? And this is before he goes to the cross. Pastor, I've never known such love. And he gives me strength, as you'll hear in his confirmation verse. Helen Harms, Dean Rickless, Joyce Osterkamp. Their faith was grown here in this place. And they want to come back. They want their funeral here, not in Lee Summit, Missouri. Not in Marion, Iowa. They want to come back where it all started, right here, at this baptismal font, where their faith grew. Now, confirmants, I want to share this with you. In the gospel we heard today, Jesus said, I'm the gate. Where do you go and come through the door but by Christ into this beautiful sanctuary and you gather together, you pray together, you care for one another, you care for people who aren't even a part of us. You are gathering, you are gathering things for people in Turkey this morning. Where do we go to share love and to hear that God loves us than here? Jesus says, I'm the gate. Come on in. What did the people do? They went to the temple. They gathered together and breaking the bread and prayers. We're going to have prayers. We're going to be praying for people who really want our prayers this morning. Where do you go to get that? You got to come in and be filled up and have your cup filled. But Jesus says, you ain't going to stay there. Oh, that's not good English. You ain't going to stay here. Jesus said, you're going to go out there and there are pastors and you're going to go. And I don't know where God's going to carry you to. I'm so proud of you. You have stuck with me for three years and pastor's corny jokes. You know he loves to teach Bible. You've got to go out there. And St. Francis of Assisi said this about sharing and proclaiming the good news of God who loves us. He says, do it often. Do it often. But only use words if necessary. Share God's love indeed. Thank you for coming this morning and gathering around these young people who have been blessed in the baptismal font, 
sealed by the Holy Spirit, marked with the cross of Christ forever, that you as a congregation put in play in their hands a beautiful Bible, a study, a life application Bible they received yesterday. Thank you. Wherever you go, find a church. Wherever you go, find a church. Because you'll have an instant family. It's what my son did when he went to Iowa State. First thing he did, went to Memorial Lutheran because it was handicap accessible. He said, Dad, the music was different. The liturgy was a little different. It was Missouri Lutheran, but the message was the same. I have a God who loves me. Okay, we got to stop there. The only other thing I want to leave with you, I love the 23rd Psalm. The Lord guides me and leads me back home. For my name's sake, said the Lord, God wants a relationship with us. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us sing our hymn of the day, and as we're singing, I'm going to invite our confirmation students to come forward at this time. song. If you'll join with me in turning to the, your hymnal, you can turn to page 234 in the front of your hymnal. 
And let me offer these words. Dear friends, we give thanks for the gift of baptism. And we give thanks for Aubrey Lasek, for Katie Stadmuller, for Riker Hine. One with us in the body of Christ who are making public, public affirmation of their baptism with us this morning. Let us pray. Merciful God, we thank you for these sisters and brothers whom you have made your own by water and word and baptism. You have called them to yourself as we have just sung, you are mine. Enlighten them with the gifts of your spirit and nurture them in the community of faith. Hold your servants in gifts and promises of baptism and untie the hearts of all whom have brought to new birth. We ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. I invite the congregation to please rise as I ask you to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, reject sin, and confess the faith of the church. Dear church, do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God, the powers of this world that rebel against God, and the ways of sin that draw you from God? If so, say, I renounce them. I renounce them. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Each of our students have written their faith statement after three years of instruction in biblical studies, in Luther's small catechism, in the Reformation, and the reformer Martin Luther. They have learned about the means of grace to be Lutheran in an ever-changing world and the insights from congregational members through Latin projects and sharing with our students. And you have shared with our students your heart. You have shared with them why faith is important to you, and they heard you, and so did their families. I invite each student to read their faith statement. And so at this point, we'll begin with Aubrey. Pastor asked us to pick a stained glass window that meant or represented something to us. I chose Jesus being baptized. I chose the scripture from 1 Peter that goes with being baptized and our faith in God. 1 Peter 3-5 through Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy he has given us a new birth into living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, and kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. My faith comes from knowing that God in Jesus Christ was baptized and led the way for us. This scripture from 1 Peter 3-5 makes me realize how much God loves, forgives, and is in and among us all the time. We have this great gift from God, an inheritance kept in heaven for us. One thing that I've always been told is that God loves and forgives us even when we sin. God still loves us. I wouldn't have learned that if I was not baptized. When I was baptized, my parents promised they would bring me to church and teach me about God. They did exactly that. I've learned so much about God through Sunday school, through my first communion, and through confirmation class. My faith lets me know that God is with me and supports me through everything in my life. I know that God will be with me through my many ups and downs. Amen. When Pastor Wade told me to pick a stained glass window, I picked the sower and the seed. It really spoke to me. I noticed that was the only window that Jesus didn't have his crown on. In that window, he looked just like everyone else. This led me to pick this verse from the Bible, Matthew 13, 3-9. 
Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have as much earth, and they immediately sprang up, because they had no depth of earth. But, but when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded crop, some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear, let him hear. I thought this verse was a story about us. God plants faith in everyone. Sometimes people's faith wilts away like a plant, maybe because of their environment or other conditions. Most of the time, when faith is planted in us, it flourishes, grows, and blossoms. Once we hit one of our most important milestones in our faith journey, affirming our baptism, the job of spreading faith is placed on me. I am now a sower. Now I believe through confirmation I too can be a sower of God's word and help others with growing their faith. At baptism, the seed of faith was planted in me. Now throughout confirmation, the seed of place has taken root. I am pleased to affirm my baptism, and I hope I too can be a sower of God's word throughout my faith. Thank you, Wayne Zion, for helping me with growing my faith in our Lord together. Katie. Pastor has asked us all to pick a stained glass window off the wall that meant something to us. I chose the Last Supper. I picked that window because Jesus is giving himself to us through food and drink, proving that he can and truly will do anything for us. Along with that, he asked us to pick a Bible verse that went with our window. I picked Philippians 4-13. through I can do all things through Christ, through, through Christ who strengthens me. I really like this verse because it reminds me how we can do anything through our Lord Jesus Christ, as he gives us our strength to do anything and everything. I think that this window and verse really work together to convey one main message, that message being that he w will do anything for us and he gives us our strengths. Thank you. Aubrey, Katie, and Riker. You have made public profession of your faith. Do you intend to continue in the covenant that God has made for you in holy baptism? Will you continue to live among God's faithful people? To hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper? To proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed? And to serve all people following the example of Jesus and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth? If so, respond. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. Family and people of God, do you promise to support these sisters and brother and pray for them in the life of Christ? If so, respond. We do, and we ask God to help and guide us. We do, and we ask God to help and guide us. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, that through water and Holy Spirit you give us new birth and cleanse us from sin and raise us to eternal life. I'm going to invite Aubrey's family, if you can come in close to her, and if each and every one of you can come close and touch her or touch someone very close to her, I want to offer this blessing. Go ahead. We're going to let everybody come. Feel the weight of that, Aubrey. Stir up in Aubrey May Lasik the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Amen. Thank you. Katie, we're going to invite your family and in as close as they can and maybe shift a little bit. And we'll just take, a, yep, we got to go baby steps. There we go. Get in here close. All righty. Stir up in Catherine Marie Stedmuller the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Amen. Blessings. We come in close to Riker. Stir up in Riker Nicholas Hine the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Amen. 
I'm going to invite our conference to come all the way up to this top step and turn and face the congregation. And congregation, dear friends, in your bulletin, you will find words there that we want to greet these people with. And so let us rejoice with these sisters and brothers in, in Christ. We rejoice with you in the life of baptism. Together we will give thanks and praise to God and proclaim the good news to all the world. Amen. Let us give a resounding congratulations to this group. Of Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you can go ahead and take your, your seats. I, to me, this is the holiest moment in the church as far as I'm concerned. Um, thank you, parents and grandparents and church, for helping raise these young people up in the faith and for them to continue in the faith work. I had no idea when I was to become a called pastor that I would enjoy teaching confirmation. It's probably the greatest thing that I do and greatest privilege. United in the hope and the joy of the resurrection, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. You are the shepherd who gathers us in, our mighty, in your mighty and loving arms. Help your church to listen for your voice, especially when the voices of sin, idolatry, and oppression threaten to overpower each and every one of us. Hear us, O God. The green pastures, still waters, and dark valleys of this earth all belong to you, O Lord. Sustain your creation with love that is both mighty and just. Where there is destruction, bring healing. Where there is desolation, bring abundance. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You proclaim shepherding love, comfort, and protection for all people in all of creation. Direct leaders in our own time, to learn from your example instruction and give them servants' heart that they generously seek the good of all. Hear us, O God. You journey with us wherever we go and wherever paths may lead us. We pray for those who are feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, depression, or those who are suffering in any way. And we remember those who seek our prayers here this morning. We lift before you Doreen Boken, Joyce Osterkamp, Sharon Soper, Teresa Engelbart, Kalinda Stadmuller, Sandy Jensen. We lift before you Barb Tobiasen and Hannah Michaels. We lift before you Dean Rickliffs and Dick Meyer, Lynette Mork, Charles Walters, and Brenda Smith. And Lord, we pray for those who are at home and, and hunger to be here with us. For Ruth Harms and Galen and Zeta Harms. For Carol Helgens and Donna Helgens. For Judy Skay and Jim Strickle and Elfrida Tobiasen and Lucille Wagner. I thank the office staff for lifting up these people who've expressed with me how much they miss Wayne Zion and would love to hear from our congregation. And so we've placed in the bulletin, Lord, their names, addresses, and telephone numbers. Use us, Lord, to share your love with them. Hear us, O oh God. You are the sheep gate that gives safety to your beloved flocks. Provide protection to refugees and victims of domestic violence, for those who are imprisoned and all people who are vulnerable to violence and mistreatment. Lord, we give thanks for baptism, for Elsie Joyce Behrens, who was baptized here yesterday. We give thanks for the affirmation of their baptism in the, the faith statement that Riker and Aubrey and Katie shared with us this morning. Be with them and surround them with your love, for they are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Hear us, O God. You call your sheep by name, lead them through the valley of death. We give you thanks for those who have died and now dwell in your house forever. Be with those who mourn and give them hope and promise of resurrection. Hear us, O God. 
Rejoicing in the victory of Christ's resurrection, we lift our prayers and praise to you, almighty and eternal God, through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We received this morning's offering, and I need help. I'm wondering. Lily, will you help me out this morning? You want to just get the blue bucket and help the kids with that? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the Noisy Coin offering is going to our friends in Turkey and helping them rebuild their lives together. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world through your love, through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Just going to share a few announcements. We're about three minutes to the top of the hour. Uh, this was a busy place yesterday. I woke up really kind of tired. Of course, I had all excited about today, and so three o'clock came around. I thought, what? Give it up, and got up. But then I realized after I had about a cup, a cup and a half of coffee, I was tired. Um, we had many people here working yesterday and all through the week actually we had trimming of bushes we had mulch put around trees we had windows washed we had markers raised in the cemetery we had raking going on we had bush trimming going on and uh, we had the most fantastic pot luck going on so i just want to say thank you to all of those who helped yesterday in making wayne zine beautiful We had Elsie uh, Joyce, who was baptized, and I tell you, that Barron's family is huge. They filled half this church, and so we had all the witnesses that we needed, and so she's off starting her life, and I also heard that uh, she will have a brother or sister soon, so their family is growing. Uh, thank you to the confirmation parents and families, and yesterday, I know that some of our confirmants had to give up things and made a sacrifice, and I thank you for that. Even had a grandma fly all the way back from Kentucky to be here. Uh, that just speaks volumes, and so thank you. Thank you for supporting your, your young person who is now a voting member of Wayne Zion that can alter our mission and ministry together, and so we're so glad for them. I'm gonna have them stand one more time, and let's just give a woo-hoot to these three. Beautiful, beautiful, thank you. And uh, with that, you guys can stay, you can stay standing. And uh, I'll invite everyone else to stand as well and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's sing our sending hymn 720, and we'll do uh, verses 1 and 4. There's only three. There's only three.
Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved. <laughs>